Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. This is the last week of December, y'all. Pretty amazing. And I have to tell you, when I was thinking about this episode and one uh, at the very beginning of the year, beginning of January, I wanted to be quite thoughtful about them because uh, they have a lot of meaning, especially given uh, what we've all experienced in this past year. And so this topic today is uh, Powerful Ways to Finish 2020 Off Resiliently. And I felt like it was important to talk about resilience because that's who we are. We are resilient people. Our country is resilient. And I felt like I wanted to share some thoughts with you about that. And and y'all, there's no question that this year has been one for the history books. And it will definitely be in the history books. So much grief and loss, divisiveness, and inexplicable changes that caused everyone to search for answers about how to define what the new normal is. The world basically shut down and we were all left to figure out what this meant for our lives and how we were going to survive, let alone thrive. And I've thought about the purpose of this year. I have thoughts. Some of you may not like hearing them, but they will make sense uh, when I share them with you. And as always, I say, take whatever resonates with you. I will also share with you how you can continue to rise above whatever still feels daunting, unclear, and uncertain as this year comes to a close this week. We all thought that 2019 was a total ass kicker, didn't we? And then when January 2020 rolled around, we're like, okay, I think things are going to get better. Then there was March. And there seemed to be this, uh, oh shit moment. And we didn't really know what we were dealing with. Like I said, January felt like there was this collective sigh that we were heading in a new direction that would give us a unified break from the shit storm of 2019. And little did we know outside of astrologers that predicted this stuff. And I have read, uh, uh, of many of their predictions, uh, this year, where uh, it was very, very clear that not only was there going to be this governmental divisiveness and uproar in the world, but there was also going to be this, um, this illness, this pandemic. So last year pales in comparison to the hardships we faced this year. And then March, like I said, hit and cut us off at the knees. And we all had to figure out how we were going to grow new legs and learn how to walk again only differently. Why all of the death and suffering all over the world? Yes, a virus was released. It's a horrible thing. It spread rapidly around the world. But why? Outside of the um, 
thinking and the suspiciousness of why the uh, the virus was was released. I I want to give a different perspective. It's my perspective. Um, I feel like that uh, I have been guided to share this because I have felt it this entire year. And I when I say it, my hope is that for those of you who have lost special people in your life, please do not take offense at this. And I want to be very, very clear how sorry I am that you have suffered loss of the people you love. There's nothing, there's nothing anybody can say that can heal your heart from that except time and, and God. But the universe, in, in my opinion, the universe realized that it was time to clean house. The universe decided that the world needed to get right with itself, literally and figuratively. And the universe needed to make room for new souls and new possibilities. The universe needed to put us in such a precarious and painful position, one that starved us of what we thought we so badly needed, that we were only left with one option, to change how we lived and change who we are. We were forced to do that. None of us had a choice. The world of nature had to be shut down to rejuvenate. If you remember early on when uh, everybody was told not to go out or not to go anywhere, traffic stopped. People weren't on the roads. People were staying in their houses. And uh, we started to kind of see animals come out in places that they never would be seen. So the world of nature had to be shut down, right, to rejuvenate. And the world of people needed to be shaken up to the point of no return to what was. Where every aspect of our lives had to be looked at directly. We were forced to stay home and deal with our shit. In short, our society has had a flushing out of souls, a flushing out of our illusions, and a flushing out of the way we were living our lives. So many people, both famous and anonymous, have been taken from us, and it is next to impossible to find a rational place for the breadth of loss and grief that we, as a community, as a world, and others, personally and singularly are experiencing. For most of us, we have lost something or someone that mattered and witnessed the collective loss of what we knew to be reliable and what we knew to be normal. The truth of who we knew ourselves to be and of what we are made became crystal clear. And if you have grown into someone new over the past nine months, then you are among the many who have birthed themselves out of the old cocoon and into a new way of being, learning how to fly differently. If I'm totally transparent with you, the downloads that I've received about this time have been solely and solely on, uh, you know, solely focused solely on upgrading and how we how we live our lives. There's there needed to be this cleaning out, the cleaning out of souls to allow others to emerge and grow. Imagining this as a reason for such loss and despair is really weird. 
I know, it's kind of creepy. But when you really think about it, our souls contract with the universe to experience what we experience. Life begins and ends, and we have no control over how uh, how we experience uh, death of people we love. We can't we can't fix that. And I want to say, like I said, to those who have lost loved ones during this time, that I offer my deepest condolences to you. And I know what losing someone close means, especially when you love them beyond measure, and you don't want them to die. So many times death feels so needless and it changes your life forever. These gaps can never be filled and the absence of that person or those people will always be felt. So please do not take offense when I share my, my clarity about the purpose of this horrible time that we're in. I am in no way demeaning the value of your loss or the people who you have lost. I am simply sharing what has come to me. 2019 served as a prequel to 2020, and I don't mean that like aloofly. Like, of course, 2020 follows 2019. We are all being prepared for this massive shift because 2019 was such a shit show. Even the animals during the shutdown were allowed to have freedom and show up in places that they weren't typically traveling or being seen. Nature began to regrow, and the earth in many ways was given time to rejuvenate as well as we took cover in our homes for those first few weeks and months of sheltering in place. We could all not only hear the universal quietness, but also we, we were able to see how the universe, our environment, was collecting itself together, just as we were learning how to do that as human beings. Throughout this year, especially the past nine months, we've been called to live at a higher level of consciousness. We have been called to reach for different things, to live differently. This time period has made all of us reevaluate every single part of our lives. Relationships that weren't stable to begin with broke down and even ended. Some perhaps Many of them found a deeper reality and a deeper reason to improve their relationships. Couples either became closer or, or divisive. People in isolation with the children and partners couldn't escape uh, being shown and being shoved into their family systems, truth and denials, like shoving a dog's face in their feces or urine when they expelled in the house and made a mistake. This is what's been happening to all of us this year. Our eyes, ears, nose, and minds have been shoved in our proverbial shit. And we have all been pushed to deal with the things that we have been long avoiding and pushed to face the truth about what we want to do with our lives, including all of those things that we became complacent with and settled for. All of those things that we normalized that really weren't normal. We have all been pushed out of our comfort zones because we've needed to be. Everyone's lives have been permanently altered because of this virus, no question. No one 
can escape the profound effects of, and no one will ever look at their lives in the same monotonous way again. You cannot possibly look at your life in the same way that you did before, which is actually a, the really good part of this experience. The new you, the new choices you made, the relationships that came to an end because they had cracks in them and you didn't want to or couldn't repair them. The relationships that improved and reached new heights of closeness and growth. The new direction you looked in when you reevaluated your profession and career choices and what you wanted to do with your life to feel that it had more meaning than fulfillment. The repeated calls for grace and humility that enabled you to give more of yourself, your time, your energy, your money, and resources to those who are less fortunate. The new boundaries you made, the relationships with family members that you reconciled with or you finally let go of, purging your household items, losing weight, gaining weight because you gave yourself permission mostly to find comfort somewhere in this out-of-control world. The increased awareness of the types of thoughts you had that you didn't really even know you had, let alone paid close attention to. The piercing sense of loneliness that isolation brought, pushing you to get real with yourself about what really mattered, what you really wanted, needed, and desired. Letting go of ego, letting go of pride, and letting go of the fear of being vulnerable in, in need. No one has been able to escape the brutally painful truths of ourselves and of what we have required of ourselves in our lives up until this point. We have all been forced to really see others who need us and those who pretended to, but were selfish and self-serving. We all had our eyeglass prescription upgraded and our internal software recalibrated. No one has been immune to any of this. Yet here we are in the last week of this horrible, brutal, punishing, evolving year. Who have you become? What have you learned about yourself and of what you are capable? What kinds of what kind of person have you grown into in the past nine months that had none of this happen, you wouldn't have become? What new beliefs have you adopted in place of your old ones? What new things have you tried that you otherwise would never have? How has the quietness of isolation impacted you? How have you used this quote-unquote downtime to be more productive? How have you been impacted by being around family 24-7? What has that taught you about yourself, your needs, your resiliency, your faith in yourself and your higher power? Has that changed? Your lack of faith, has that increased? Who have you become 
that you never imagined becoming. Over the past several months, my life changed, no question, and I changed it in many ways. I made decisions to keep some things and people in my life, and I let go of others. Very difficult. My self-advocacy became stronger, and my desire to live in the fullness of my being showed up front and center. I made peace with those people and things that I let go of because spirit swooped in and made it impossible for me to remain the same. These decisions led to my own self-imposed isolation. And I had to be in isolation to gather myself and find peace again. What's interesting about the isolation was that I had more time on my hands. A lot of time. My creative juices began to flow. And I resumed writing my second book, y'all. And reading for pleasure again. Sifting through magazines. Something I had not done in a few years, all of those things. Writing is a passion of mine, and, I, and sharing my deepest truths to help as many people as possible is what I'm here to do. I am to use my life, all of my life, to help rid the world of pain and suffering. And my journey through pain and suffering has been the foundation for my work, this podcast, and all of my publications. I could not have avoided any of the pain, heartache, and grief. I could not do what I do in such a genuine way, in such a heartfelt way, only wanting the best for anyone with whom I come in contact should I have been spared one single moment of any of these experiences I've had in my life. I use what has happened to me to fulfill my duty to be of service. No martyrdom here, just honest, bare truth. And I have learned to do that too. All of that said, I really want to get into how to kick ass by the end of this year. And when this is posted, it will actually be just before the new year begins, just a few days. So I ask that you take what feels valuable uh, in today's recording Um, And if any of these happen to inspire you to think, believe, and choose to begin again differently, I'll be so excited. And I hope that you bring your new insights into the new year with openness to the idea that anything is possible when you allow it to show up. And I can promise you that when you do that, when you deal with your side of the street, you will be rewarded in ways that your little mind could not have ever even fathomed. So, Here are some powerful ways that you can finish 2020 off resiliently. One, decide to feel more of what you want and less of what you don't. This may sound like a pain in the ass, futile and hokey, but it isn't. If you haven't done a feelings inventory and uh, and really tried to understand why certain feelings just hang around or show up, then this is the perfect time to do a mental health cleaning. Tired of feeling so sad? Decide to increase your endorphins with a new fitness routine or take time to really look at why your particular emotions show up. Trust me, they don't just show up to punish you so you can uh, sit in the shit of feeling them. 
Get into the weeds and start communicating with yourself instead of just feeling. And if you don't know how to do that, then go visit the podcast episode that I recorded called Who is at Your Emotional Table? And go get right with yourself. It is a powerful strategy I use with my clients. And I can promise you, if you listen to that one and you use what I teach you, not hate what you feel anymore. You will use it. You will consider your feelings allies instead of traitors. If you do the exercises, I promise you, you will begin to appreciate their positive intentions. Number two, give away your stuff. I'm not suggesting you give everything away so that you have nothing, nothing left for yourself. But Hey, if you feel like that's something you need to do to be of service and you have the the ability, the financial means to get all new stuff, go do it. But being of service may be the right decision for you in this way. We all have way too much stuff, no question, in our kitchens, our closets, our cupboards, our pantries. Get those bags and boxes ready to be filled and give that stuff away. There are so many people, especially now, who are in need, who don't have a bed or a mattress to sleep on or a warm coat or socks or comforters or blankets or shoes or hats or food. Let go of your need to pretend that material possessions are keeping you safe. I've cleaned out my closets multiple times. I have donated tons of clothes, pillows. I've donated blankets comforters to businesses to help people in need. I recently donated a bunch of food to the food bank. And what was beautiful about that, besides that I felt really awesome when I did it, was that the total amount of the food weighed 222 pounds. And in numerology, that means everything will be just fine for all involved. It was no coincidence that I gave that exact amount. And what confirmation for me about the decision to do that. Give away your stuff. You have too much. Give to people who don't. Number three, be brave and make hard choices now to make your life easier later. Yeah, this one is a doozy, y'all. No one wants to voluntarily put themselves in pain, yet the acute pain does end and you can grow from it. Trust me, I have done that to myself more times than I can count in all parts of my life. Doing these things means shutting doors that no longer offer you what you, what you need. And then you move forward. We can shut those doors. Excuse me. We can shut those doors with reverence for what they gave us. And then we can walk down the hallway and either open up another one or wait for a new one to open up. Make the hard choices now. Untether yourself from what weighs you down so that you can fly up and be open to the opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise have if you pitched your tent in your current circumstances forever. Number four, own up to your mistakes. There's no time like the present to take accountability for your mistakes and the hurt you might have caused somebody. It takes strength and humility 
But do it for your own peace of mind, not just for some reason outside of you. And for sure, if it can help somebody feel better or have peace, do it for them too. Put your pride aside, your ego aside, and help me in reducing the pain and suffering in the world. Resolve to clean your side of the street and do it for yourself. Forgive yourself for carrying around pain. And really, in all honesty, at the root of forgiveness is our forgiveness of ourself for harboring the pain for as long as we've done it. And taking responsibility for your actions is key to getting right with yourself and developing self-respect and deep and loving relationships. Number five, miss somebody. How many times have you just pushed through grief and loss? No one wants to sit in that painful place. Trust me, been there. Uh, but in order to resolve the pain, you have to learn to ride the waves and move through it. Not over it, not under it, or try to side, uh, side skip it. Give yourself some time to understand and feel your feelings. Give yourself time to really emotionally let go of those people who you have physically let go of. And if somebody who you love has passed, give yourself time to adjust to what it's like without them. Feel it all, but don't get lost in the grief. Don't harm yourself fuller, further by grieving to the point of immobility or paralysis. Feel it. Be kind to yourself when you ride the waves of sadness and then get back up and move forward. Go live your life. Whoever has been taken from you would not want you to be sad. Get the tears and whatever else you feel out of your system and open up to new beginnings and new experiences. And trust me, I want to let you know that those uh, special souls that you lost that were dear to you they're always around and those people that you let go of like maybe friends or relationship partners you can send them away with love and have love and light for them and thank them for teaching you whatever it is you learned it's really okay to do that and it's okay to look back on the good times with them too really is. Number six, ask yourself the hard questions that you've been avoiding. <clears throat> this one is a really good one, y'all. And it's time to really look at your life with honest eyes and put down those rose-colored glasses. What do you really want to be different in your life? Think about what it's costing you to remain the same. Think about what you want to change and connect it with your deepest why. Get really real with yourself and choose to face the demons that haunt you head on. If you need help doing that, find somebody who can really help you. Not a friend, but somebody who specializes in the kind of change that you want to make. Trust me, there are many great resources out there. No need to reinvent the wheel when other people have done that for you. Create that goal and then find somebody who can help you reach it. Mend that relationship that is hung over your head or let it go. 
Get healthy and deal with your emotions that cause you to drink too much, eat too much, sex too much, and drug too much. Fix yourself so that you can be proud of who you are completely. Why am I settling? Why am I so afraid to play big? Why have I put my dreams on hold to please others? What can I do differently to live in the truest and highest expression of myself? Take time to answer those questions. They will reveal a lot. Number seven, take fiscal responsibility for your life. This can be scary for many people to do. And we all have easy access to our bank accounts, credit card debt, and we all know the ways we spend needlessly to drain our dollars. So why not seek somebody out to help you make the plan for your financial recovery? There is no better relief than to know that your hard-earned dollars are actually paying off rather than just being spent. Go be fiscally responsible. Take charge of that. And you will be amazed that once you have respect for your money, not contempt for the money that you don't have, when you have respect for your money, more happens to come. Number eight, learn something new. Each one of us has thought about at one time or another learning something new. We want to become a pilot, take flying lessons, or get a flying program to learn from home. Want to learn yoga? Take classes or get certified. Want to write a book? Sit down and start writing uh, just what comes to your mind or hire somebody to help you craft ideas and get it done. Want to change professions? Look into educational programs, mentors who are doing what you want to do and find out how to start traveling down that path. Want to be a comedian? Go find a mentor and learn. Want to learn how to swim? Take lessons. Whatever your little heart desires, go freaking do it. There is nothing stopping you, not even money. You know as well as I that if you want something, you will damn well sure figure out how to make it happen. And you'll damn well figure out how to get the money for it. Even if it's for a pack of cigarettes, that six-pack of beer, or those Starbucks coffees that you think you can't live without each morning. Trust me, when there is a will, there is a way. When you want to grow, you won't be able to prevent yourself from growing. Number nine, dream big and then dream bigger. Write down your dreams and goals. The only way to materialize them is to get them out of your head and on a piece of paper. I don't care how crazy you think you you are or how crazy or lofty you think your goals are. And I really don't care how crazy other people think you are. And you should neither. We don't care about what other people say when it comes to our dreams, baby. Nope. I want you to take this coming year to show up more boldly, more deeply, more meaningfully, more freely than you have ever shown up in your life. Write down all of your dreams that are swirling in your head and identify one that you're going to start working on. The one that feels the most important to do. Make a dream board for that, all of those parts of your life that you want to change and manifest new things for. Make it real. Get healthy with yourself. In all ways, mentally, physically, financially, psychologically, 
emotionally, spiritually. It will create excitement inside of you. And guess what? Having something compelling to look forward to in your life, I'm going to tell you, it is the only way to live. And we all need to be inspired, don't we? So go inspire yourself. Number 10, find ways to love and nurture yourself every day. This is perhaps the most important way to live each day. Not just when January 1st rolls around. If you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to have anything to give anybody else. Do little things for yourself every day, like cat naps. Even five minutes running out to your car, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. On, on a break, go run out to your car and just breathe. Take a warm bath. Have a warm cup of coffee or tea and take time drinking it. Read a good book. Do some stretching. Go sit outside and listen to nature. Talk to good friends about the positive things in your life. Drink more water. Treat your body like a temple. Lose that weight that, that keeps you at risk. Feed your body good things. Show yourself more love and compassion when you make a mistake. Get an adult coloring book and some beautiful pencils start to color. Learn to paint. Put a puzzle together. Read the Bible or listen to gospel music. Find inspiration. Find a meditation that guides you into a deep and tranquil state. Dance like nobody's watching. Get silly. Have fun. The list can go on and on and on. Only you know what, what will ju only you know what will rejuvenate you and get you out of your mind and into your essence. Go do those things each day and several times a week. You will thank yourself for it and you will be a better person for it. I hope today's episode has offered you some sort of golden nuggets. I hope that you can look forward to this new year and I hope you had a happy holiday. Uh, all of those who celebrated all, all of your different holidays. And I wish you a blessed new year and may 2021 be a year that is better than we could have ever imagined. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.